Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. everybody, welcome to our Game On Football podcast as we get ready for the first round of district playoff. I'm once again in the mobile studio, joined by uh, by Daryl Dobis, the longtime voice of WNPB uh, Radio Football. Daryl, how are you? Uh, just fine. Decided to uh, bring it upstairs today instead of hiding out in the basement here. So say hello, say hello to my wife over my uh, over my shoulder here and. Uh, I don't know. The dog might show up again as well in, in uh, homage to you. So okay. uh, do, doing uh, doing all right, but I'm, I'm bummed now that I'm behind you in the picks. We got to change that today. Yeah, I was I wasn't going to mention that till like now. Um, but uh, no, Daryl, good. Obviously, you know this is like the fun stuff, fun fun part of the season. We're starting a district playoffs this Friday. Got a bunch of local teams, you know, playing in all through the different classifications. Let's just get right to it. We'll start in the largest classification in the state. That's 6A, where we have, you know, in the District 1 tournament, there are 16 teams in the field. Garnet Valley is the top seed. But locally, we have, I'm doing my math here, we have seven teams out of the 16, which isn't bad. Uh, but let's start, Daryl, talk a little bit about, um, you know, what should be, in, if you go by the numbers, the best game, number nine, Penridge at number eight, CB West. Yeah, this is uh, this is a rematch of a, a pretty good, close, uh, I believe a four-point contest middle of the season. And we were talking at the time about is Penridge's offense going to be good enough uh, because they just hadn't had that cohesion uh, cohesion yet, uh, right. you know, with all the new players. But their defense was going to be solid. Now, yeah, they gave up 28 points, but the defense has been pretty good. Uh, all season long, they threw a shutout at Abington to close out uh, the regular season. So this is going to be a a much different uh, opponent that CB West is going to have to face in the fact that it's going to be a better offense. Now, CB West has been doing what it's done all year. They, they've had, you know, good offense, a stingy defense, and that's how they've gotten to this point. And the only game really that, that kind of upended them was the North Penn game. And even that one uh, wasn't a blowout. It was a, it was a reasonably close game. So this one, this one is going to be a fun one to say the least. Parking is not good at Central Bucks West and War Memorial Stadium, uh, War Memorial Field. So get there early uh, and get ready to sit down for this is going to be a good one. Exactly. Now are we pick, are we picking right now? Are we just talking. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pick in a bit, but uh, let's okay. look. At, I mean, uh, you look at the again with these local, you know, these local teams in the, in these games. There are a lot of good, a lot of interesting games that you know are. It'll be a lot of good stuff. And shame you, you can't be in four places at once, five places, six places at once. Actually, um, Daryl, number twelve, Satterton, a rematch again at Quakertown. I saw the first one, and it, w- it was pretty good for a half before Quakertown was able to pull away in the second half. 
A little bit of uh, controversy around this one, too. You know, what do you think? What's your thought on that? And talk about the controversy. We'll talk about the the controversy first. Um, Now, while I don't have uh, what would have been the the final numbers uh, to figure this out. First of all, Quakertown ended up beating Satterton 36-14 back on October the 1st. But the big key here is this, is that one game is not being included in potential scoring for, for Quakertown, who had an undefeated season, and that's the Neshaminy game against Pensbury. And the reason why is is that all the totals had to be done by uh, official selection Sunday with Kyle right. Berger and the crew. Uh, but Pensbury and Neshaminy are playing Monday, where ev- just about everybody else, Grassfield or Turf, got their games in on Friday and Saturday – Pensbury and Shamini both have grass fields. It's at Pensbury. Pensbury, it's their third straight home game. And there hasn't been an explanation that I have seen as to why they couldn't play this on Saturday. First of all, the rain we got was not as bad as predicted. It could have always made it Saturday and then pushed it back if it was bad. But um, the fact that the Shamini, if they won that game, it would have been bonus points added on to the total for Quakertown. As it stands, they got dropped from a four seed to a five seed and end up playing Satterton. The difference is like two points uh, between them and Downingtown East. Now, what, what, what does that mean? In the grand scheme of things, nothing, because it means Quakertown would have had to play spring four to 13 seed, and then they would have had the winner of Downingtown East Satterton if they got past it. Now it's reversed. Now they'll get the winner of Downingtown East Springford if they beat Quakertown. You know, six and one half dozen of the other, but I mean, it could have changed where if they got dropped to a six, you know, well, yeah, but, you know yeah, now you're looking at they're playing, uh, you know, they're, they're playing CB East. So it, it, it could have really thrown a wrench into Quakertown's route through the playoffs. And George Bannis on the um, WPHT scoreboard show, Jeff Nolan and Kevin Cooney, when they did their selection special, which they've done even on WNPV uh, for all those years, Bannis was not happy that Pensbury Shemney was not playing until today when we're taping Monday, uh, the 1st of November. Uh, he was not happy at all. And other coaches uh, have expressed their displeasure at the fact that this game would not only not be included in the group, but that they were able to push it to Monday because of that. So, I mean, a little bit of animosity here since Quakertown did beat Neshaminy. Uh, those points right. could have could have been the difference, but the way the brackets sit right now, um, it's just a different first-round opponent. It'd be a similar second round if they get that far. Exactly. And, you know, I was out on that. I was at the Ben Salem-Satterton game on Friday. Uh, my clothes are still still soaking wet, and I'm still cold. From, from that because that rain was nasty and it never stopped and that wind never stopped and that's on a turf field and for, you know I looked at that game and said to myself you know they they could have postponed this I don't care if you have turf or not so Pensbury doesn't have turf they want to have the game at home the, the field I was told wasn't going to be ready for Saturday I don't have a I don't have a problem with them moving the game to Monday. Yes, it affected it affected Quakertown and it affected Academy Park in five A. It affected a lot of folks. Okay, that happens. But you know if you know if you're Quakertown or or, or whomever, you know it, it 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 didn't cost you 
entry into the tournament. You know, and you didn't become a 17th seed instead of a 16, and you don't get to play. So, you know, since only 16 get in. All right, you got you got a five seed. Okay, you know that you're in. You have your undefeated season. Okay, you're then go out and 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 play well, and you can worry about it. You know, you worry about it later once you get you know you know closer to the end. So, you know, good teams like Quakertown they travel too. So, you know, I, I just again I don't have that big of a problem with what you know Pensbury and the Chamonix decided to do because this Friday was you know that was freaking brutal. Yeah. So, now, the only the only bummer of it for Quakertown is is that if they get by round one and so does Downingtown East, they've got to travel to Downingtown right. East. Yeah, they, yeah, do, exactly. they do not you get wanna, the home game. You want to be, you know, in a perfect world, you're one of the top four seeds, and you, you know, you would host um, along more games. But you yeah. know, that's okay. But things happen, and you know, high, higher seeds lose, and somehow, you know, you, you, all of a sudden you're hosting a you know a home game. Just go out and play well. You know, and win the game. You know that that's, you know, it's not like you know we're flying to you know to Seattle. You know, instead of, you know, going to, uh, <clears throat> you know, to Langhorn. So, just just go out and play well, and it it, it comes out in the wash. Um, there, let's look another matchup for local teams. Number fifteen, CB South at North Penn. They just played the other the other night in that monsoon. Um, and North Penn, you know, put it on them pretty good, thirty-five to seven. I mean. Is there any sort of advantage or disadvantage to playing a team in the last week of the season and then turning around and playing them in the first round of the playoff? Well, this happened two years ago, if you recall. Uh, North Penn lost at CB South by two, I believe it was, in week nine. And then the way the seedings came out, it was the 8-9 game, and North Penn was the nine. So they ended up traveling to CB South, and they shut them down. They're just, you know, Dick Beck had him, you know, ratcheted up, and there was nothing CB South could do uh, offensively. They really shut the door on him. So it's maybe some less film study. You know, okay. you don't have to exchange film. Uh, you know, Dick Beck's going to say, okay, we know what they had. They might have something extra. He might look back at old film and say, see if they have any variations on anything. But knowing Dick Beck, uh, you know, and, and knowing the South coaching staff, uh, Hetrick, uh, I believe mm-hmm. the coach is still there. Yeah. Tom Hetrick, uh, knowing those guys, they've already looked at all that stuff. This is going to be one of those, put your shoes on, pull the straps tight uh, on the helmet and the shoulder pads and go get them because we've studied for them already. And if they do throw in a new wrinkle, it's something they put in this week and we're not going to have seen it yet. So you've just got to go out and play ball at this point. Okay. Now, Darrell, let's go to the last in the District 1 6As for the local teams. The 11 seed CB East coming off a loss to a 35-15 loss to CB West on Saturday. And, and West dominated that game um, against them. East scored first, but then West, you know, took over. They're, they're playing at Perk Valley, a pretty good Perk Valley team, which, you know, they're outside of our coverage area, but they all they, they have a nice program there. How hard is it, you know, to bounce back from that that loss in the in, in an arch rivalry to now now you got to go and, and play another really good team like a Perk Valley? Well, not only that, but if I'm not mistaken, East has lost their last two. Yeah, I believe so. so. Right. So they're uh, you know they're coming on off a losing streak here right now. Now CB East, I mean they've they've got a nice they've got a nice squad. They they've got good offense. They've got. 
a solid enough defense. Uh, but this is a whole new ball game right now. You're looking at with Park Valley. They are at least among six A, the third best team offensively okay. in the district at 40 points a game. And Perkyoman Valley has been one of the better teams uh, over the last several years. Uh, their offense has just been dynamite and very difficult to stop. CBE's no slouch at 25. You know, so, um, you know, they'll be able to put up some points. But the, the key is going to be here, can East even come up with a stop? And uh, just uh, taking a quick gander here at defensively here. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling up here. Do, 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 uh, CBE's. CB East right now you're looking at is near the bottom half of the defensive rankings here right now, 20.9 points per game, which isn't that bad. Uh, yeah. You know, especially when you're scoring more than that uh, Perkyom and Valley though, they're averaging 15 a game defensively. Okay. So if you're scoring 40 and averaging 15, that's pretty good on both sides of the ball. That's going to be a very, very tricky for Central Bucks East uh, to overcome. They're going to have to really uh, find something unique here that Perk Valley has not seen uh, to throw them off balance. And uh, not too many teams have been able to do that. Gotcha. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> Darrell, let's, let's dip into uh, district 12 and six a, um, you know, we have we have two local teams. We thought a couple weeks ago, you know, when LaSalle coming off a win over a huge win over St. Joe's Prep, then they lose the next week to, to a, a, an, you know, let's face it, an, an average Roman Catholic team, that that was going to potentially hurt them in the in the in this round of the playoffs. So they'd probably have to face, you know, prep again. But as things turned out, we have Wood playing prep in the first round and then LaSalle playing Roman again in, in the first round with the winners obviously meeting next, you know, next week. Yeah. So LaSalle sort of, you know, kind of stepped in a little bit and it, it you know, the, the, the math just worked out for them. Yeah. It stepped in and it came out smelling like roses, but yeah, they they've got, they've got to be careful because they went through this once before coming off of a big win and then coming back and, you know, getting upset. The, right. the week after. So they've got to be careful. This is when you've really got to coaches really talk about locking down your focus and really concentrate even more so than the rest of the season. Uh, if it is even possible to concentrate more than a hundred percent, this is when you can't take anything for granted. You've got to finish your tackles. You've got to finish your blocks. You can't just assume a player is down. You can't assume anything. Um, you've got to finish it and go through it. So the sound is going to be, LaSalle's going to be uh, okay on this one. And as for the other game, we talked about this at the very beginning of the year. Two teams were going to have to face a gauntlet, and the gauntlet starts this week with Wood and St. Joe's Prep. That is just going to be nasty. Right. Yeah, those – again, you have three of the best teams of the state, and they're all in the same, you know, the same little playoff bracket, which is, you know, really something. Daryl, in 4A, Upper Moreland, you know, last year they uh, they won their first ever PLAA playoff game. A, a good season this year. They, they 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 took it on the chin, Upper Darby, the other night. But 
They get a third seed and they go to Pottsgrove. You know, again, is it just one of those we got to shrug off last week and and let, let's do our thing? Well, you've got to, but you've also got to understand that your defense has given up a lot of points this year. They've given up 24, and Pottsgrove is a full touchdown less than that. So right okay. off the bat, already you're looking at, um, you know, if you, if you go by the numbers, you're saying, okay, already we're eight points behind, you know, right. theoretically. You know, we're, we're sure. already behind the eight ball here on the defensive end. You know, how are, how are the offenses going to look? Well, Upper Moreland, 28 points a game, not bad. And Potts Grove, though, 30. Right. So th- this is another one of those East Perk Valley situations where, yeah, our offense and defense are pretty good, but the team we're facing, theirs is better. So, um, you know, Upper Moreland, and, and they're the marked team this year. You know, again, short, short playoff run, but they're the district champ. So right. they're the ones that everyone's going to come gunning after, and uh, it, it's going to take uh, it's going to take almost a perfect effort here. If you've got uh, of the two teams, the lower scoring and the lower defensive uh, team uh, points allowed, you're going to have to come up with a perfect effort here if you want to come away with the win. Gotcha. Well, and then we go. We'll, we'll slip down to two A uh, District Twelve. Conwell Egan, which had it was very quietly put together a very nice season. I want to say they're eight and two. Those losses, I believe, were to uh, Newman Garetti and, and Bonner Prendy, two two pretty good teams. Um, they play West Catholic. They played West Catholic during the season. Uh, they blew them out 36 nothing. You know, do you worry about overconfidence if you're Conwell Egan, or do you just say, hey, look, just go out and do what you did? Now, Egan's been doing, you know, well. Uh, the last several years. So I don't think you're going to come in overconfident, especially when, since this was a program that was down for several years, even before they uh, got into the PIAA, this was one team struggling to find an identity and be one of the big boys. Well, now they are. And uh, I think they want to stay up there here. So I don't, I don't see where uh, this is going to be an issue of, uh, of Conwell Egan, uh, being overconfident in in any way, um, okay. in, in fact, you're. I mean, you're talking about West Catholic, and West Catholic usually has been very good. They've put up some, sure they you know, have. some, oh, yeah. some you know, Division two, Division one type talent. Uh, they put up some big boys out there, and for whatever reason, they can't score a lick. Eight points a game. Yeah, you know, that's not going to win in any level. So Egan's already you know averaging three times that amount. Uh, yeah, you know, you're right. Egan, on paper, on paper, it looks like Egan all the way, but I guarantee you they're not they're not looking past this one. They're going to want to get this one done by halftime. Okay, you know Jack Jack Techman, the uh, you know the Egan coach, he's he's putting together something there for sure. I mean his numbers are are moving up, and he's got it. He's got something going on. And Daryl, the last in, in single A, <clears throat> you have Bristol, another you know under the radar, having a nice you know season. You know they're 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 seven and two. They're playing a Belmont Charter team that's seven and one, but with a lot of the times with these, you know, the Philadelphia public schools, you, you, it's hard to get a gauge. So, you know, when you look at that one, I mean, how do you, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, Belmont Charter is another one that's been averaging a, a pretty fair amount and, and averaging right. twenty-four points a game. But, but they're, um, like you said, they're a, uh, they're kind of a wild card. No one really knows much about them. You, you know about the bigger. District 12 schools, they tend to get all the, the notice, but right. the smaller ones tend to slip under the radar. 
Right. Brit Bristol, even though they're a small school, they still, at least in our area, they, they get to be noticed. District 12 know, knows who Bristol is. You know, sure. they, they, they know who Jenkintown is because Jenkintown was, was so good for so long at, at the single A level. So they're familiar already with our guys. Now it's going to be up to Bristol to find out everything they can about Belmont Charter. And yeah, they can score, but now you've also got to wonder what kind of competition they've been facing in order to put up those 24 points. Gotcha. All right. So, Darrell, we're going to get to the picks now. Um, this is where I, I'm going to gloat a little bit. I, I finally went ahead of you, Council Rock North, the uh, Edge Council Rock South last week. I have Seven a, a three. One Seven three. Seven three. Well, it was it was raining a little bit last Friday. Trust me. Wow. You know the ball was the the ball was uh, skidding around to some. So I believe I have a, a one game lead on you. We're both doing really well. I I, I don't know what our numbers are uh, off the top You're of my 31 head. Thirty one and five. Thirty one and five. I'm thirty and six. I was kidding about that. I knew exactly what I was. But um, you know, I was trying to yeah, cover for you. I know. I appreciate it. So let let's we're gonna you know just let's let's try and do this. Quickly, with uh, we got nine games to pick, so this will separate. Right. Hopefully, hopefully my favor. Um, let's try and do it like one quick sentence. We'll just go right down the list. We'll get get our picks. We'll start in Class Six A in District One, Penridge and CB West. What do you think? I'm protecting my son. I'm not getting him yelled at in school. It's tough to beat a team twice. Penridge is going to make this just as close as last time. I'm going 28-27 West. All right. Uh, boy, we're close, Daryl. I'm going to say 21-18 West in, a, in another really good game. Southerton at Quakertown. Quakertown's got a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they've got a veteran crew right there. Southerton has really fought through injuries. I give uh, Ed Gallagher all the credit in the world, but this is where the district champ falls. Round number one, Quakertown is destined for round two here. I'm going to give them similar score to last time. I'm going to give them a 30, 30 to 15 win for uh, Quakertown. They'll be more than likely on the road the following week. Gotcha. Actually, they, they might be home, though. We'll see. They, as a if Downingtown East wins, Downingtown East is the is the four seed. Okay. See, that? That's, my math never that, good. That's, um, that's where those 10 points come up big there, that not right. okay. okay, that's right. The uh, All right. I'm going to say Quakertown 30 to 20. I think they beat him again. It won't be as easy as the first time. Like you said, it's hard to beat them, beat them twice, but I think Quakertown is going to CB South at North Penn. North Penn too fast, too big. Uh, I love Hetrick. Uh, our boys played together. They got good kids over at South. They'll put up a fight, but uh, what happened in 19 in reverse is not going to happen this year. North Penn will sweep them this year. Uh, we'll get them at uh 32 14. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take North Penn there at, at 41 to seven. CB East goes to Perk Valley. I, I love John Donnelly. He's always been good to me and good to our crew. Uh, they'll put up some points, but Perk Yeoman Valley's offense, unless it's a, it's a cold, it's supposed to be 50 degrees and maybe a little windy, and that could play to East benefit. Uh, East is really going to struggle. This might be a game for a half. Perkyo and Valley, very strong on both sides of the ball. Uh, I'm going to go Perkyo and Valley, uh, 32 to 20. Okay, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to go a little bit more defensive though. I'm going to say Perk Valley, 24 20 in that spot. Okay, Wood and Prep. Phew. Flip a coin. Um, 
I, I think Wood takes this one on the chin. It's a first time in 6A. Prep has been battle-tested for years. Not that Wood hasn't, uh, but just looking at the schedules, uh, I think St. Joe Prep wants a rematch with LaSalle in the worst way. Uh, I'm going to go uh, – I'll go Prep 27-20. All right, I'm going to make a little, little, little um, more of a win for Prep there. I'll say Prep 28-12. All right, Darrell, LaSalle gets another shot at Roman, which is the only team, you know, the only team they've lost to. Uh, LaSalle won't shut them out this time around, but LaSalle will move on uh, to face either – to face St. Joe's. It's going to be LaSalle. We'll go 35-7. to 7. All right, I'm going to – I think they are going to shut them out. I'm going to say LaSalle 38 to nothing. All right, Upper Moreland um, traveling to Pottsgrove in 4A. Falcons have been really good in the past. Upper Moreland, they're going to be playing, you know, as the defending champs, but they have been a little erratic. Again, just looking at the numbers, Pottsgrove, higher scoring offense, lower scoring defense. Pottsgrove in a tight one, 27-24. Right, we have our first difference. I'm going to say Upper Moreland in a very tight one also. Ooh, there 32, you go. 32-31. All right, West Catholic and Commonwealth League. Egan's not going to look past West Catholic. They're going to lay the hammer on them and get out of that one quickly. 41-7, to seven, the Burrs get throttled by the Eagles. All right, I'm going to go 35-6, Conwell Egan. And our last game, Daryl, Belmont Charter and Bristol. The fighting Gattos of Bristol High, and I know George Gatto is not the head coach anymore, but his spirit lives on. Uh, if Bristol-Mooresville are in there playing in, in the districts, I'm always for uh, – the tiny boroughs there. I'm going Bristol, and uh, we'll give them um, we'll give them a 23 to 14 win over Belmont. Gotcha. Okay, I think Bristol puts a few more points up. I'm going to say Bristol 33, Belmont 19. So we'll see what happens. Again, a good week of uh, a lot of fun. You know, first round is is good stuff. Good stuff here with you. I always appreciate it. I uh, will be back next week as we head into the second round. A lot of our a lot of our teams will be gone by then, but uh, enjoy it. Get out and watch it because it'll be gone before you know it. And thanks for thanks for checking us out. And Daryl, I'll talk to you next week. We'll see you then. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.